0: hey i'm faith in this episode we're going to be focusing on the prison industrial complex the history the current climate and the advocacy work surrounding it so stay tuned The prison industrial complex is not just prison themselves, it is the intersection of usually separate entities and their relationship with the prison system. For example, the probation services, police, the courts, the companies that profit off the transportation of the prisoners, and the companies that profit off from the prison labor. That's all they want is money. Prisons rely on racial stereotypes and the systematically racist process of arrest, convictions, and sentencing to help them stay at full capacity. Mass incarceration affects all Americans, but communities of color have been hit especially hard. Studies have repeatedly shown that the legal system targets Black and Latinx people with harsher prison sentences than white people arrested for similar offenses. African-Americans are nearly five times more likely than white Americans to be incarcerated. And young men of color are much more likely to be singled out for prison. This systemic inequality and overt racism are hardest on men of color without a high school degree. About one in three black men who hasn't graduated high school is currently incarcerated. And there's a 70% chance that black men without a high school diploma will spend time behind bars before age 35. Since the privatization of prisons in nineteen eighty four, prisons have become an industry. Many corporations such as Victoria's Secret, Starbucks, and Unicor use prison labors to cut cost in their companies. Although this can be classified as unethical, it is still legal. The 13th Amendment of our Constitution abolished slavery and forced labor except for when being punished for a crime.
1: The 13th Amendment to the Constitution makes it unconstitutional for someone to be held as a slave. There are exceptions, including criminals. The loophole was immediately exploited you got after that was a rapid transition to a mythology of black criminality.
0: I recently met up with Charleston Carter, who is not only a professor here at UNC Charlotte, he is also Mecklenburg County's trial court administrator and sits as a member of the board of directors for the National Association for Court Management. We talked a little bit about what he does and what some of the duties and actions he performs.
1: Some of the duties and actions that I perform as a trial court administrator is that I work closely with the key court officials that consist of the judges, the sheriff, the public defender's office, the district attorney's office, and the clerk of court. And what I do is oversee the operations of the entire court system. And the individuals that I just mentioned, I work closely with them to make sure that they have everything that they need as it relates to resources to make sure they can get their job done.
0: The duties and action that Carter performed Are important because they allow him to see injustices from a unique position and use his position to then dismantle those injustices.
1: I think the major injustice that I have seen as relates to either mandatory sentencing is that there is a disparity as relates to Black or African-Americans compared to white or European-Americans being locked up in the criminal justice system. If those individuals, when you look at the criminal history, may have committed the same crime and have a similar background history or criminal history, but one may receive five years and the other may receive 20 years.
0: These were introduced in the 1980s and apply to low-level crimes. Mandatory minimums mean convicted people have to serve a minimum sentence, whether or not a judge thinks they deserve it. For example, drug crimes involving crack, heroin, or marijuana trigger minimum sentences. The idea or concept of privatized prisons is not new. Private prisons was once known as convict leasing, where states would lease prisoners to private companies to perform jobs for them. We could see some similarities in convict leasing with today's criminal justice system and the construction of the prison industrial complex.
1: In the late 19th century, developed coercive means to ensure that cotton remained king. It was called convict leasing. Get arrested on a minor charge. Or a trumped up charge, you could find yourself locked up and then hired out to a corporation bidding on inmate labor. The pipeline from prisons to profits in this country has deep roots.
0: My interview with Carter continues as we continue to discuss his advocacy work in his various positions and how those positions allow him to in his own way, dismantle a little piece of the prison industrial complex.
1: A strong advocate in the sense that when I see implicit bias or overt racism, I address it or make it aware at that given time. And I'm a strong advocate by serving the board of implicit biases. When I see it happening in our court system, whether it's employees or people who come into our court system, I bring it to the attention of all those who may need to know.
0: Carter discusses some of the practices that he chooses to implement to combat. Injustices that he sees on an everyday basis.
1: One way is through policy and hiring. I try to be fair across the board as it relates to our hiring practices. See what people who are serving on the hiring committee and seeing what application process that we're going through. Too often people may see a name and recognize a name or think that a name may be a certain ethnicity. What we have done is remove those names off the application and put numbers there. And those selection committee may select a person based on their skill set versus based on their name. And as it relates to NACA on a national level, we try to do what the best emerging may be in the court system and implement that so they enhance our processes in the courts.
0: Carter's final thoughts are
1: One thing as it relates to trial court administrator and although I may oversee the operations of the entire court system for anybody who may be interested in the courts please reach out to NACOM, the National Association for Court Managers I would love for students or people going go into profession to hone their communication and leadership skills. Because what happened, if you can convey your message, then you are able to get your point across to someone else. more than likely that hiring authority will hire you because they know that you can be very direct, whether it's written or verbal, to get your communication across.
0: Today we have discussed the history of the prison industrial complex, the current climate of the personal industrial complex, and some advocacy work surrounding it. Thank you for listening.